here's someone who is developing responsibility. He's a dungeon master. The DM's recording is a way of earning a little fun. It's also a hard work, especially when he sees the other fellows having fun. Want to play? DM. Well, of course, DM wants to play, but he can't now. He has work to do. He has recordings to deliver. Twenty-four with the natural twenty. <laughs> Fucking dog. Uh oh. DM will have to do his work better than that. Doing a job well is part of being responsible. There's a real dog. Just the kind DM would like to have for his own. But delivering recordings with a big dog on a leash can be pretty tiring. And by the time he reaches the end of the route, there goes the last recording, though, all through. But here's another recording. Why, where does it belong? Did DM miss the record button? Oh, that new recording. DM forgot about that completely. And it's partly Pal's fault for making so much trouble. Well, nothing to do now but go back. Waste half an hour delivering that one recording. And what's more, DM needs that half an hour. He didn't get time to straighten his room this morning. No, things don't look very good for DM. He just can't keep up all his responsibilities. And so late that evening, after DM has finally finished his work for the day, he has a good talk with his dad. I had to pull a lot of strings to get him to hire an eight-year-old. But with so much to do, DM must plan his time. He may have to use the leash with dad and train him to obey. But just a little planning, just a determination to take care of all his responsibilities will clear up DM's worries. And so for the next few days, DM keeps busy with his recording, his home and school responsibilities, and his pal. Part of it is hard work, and part of it is good fun. Do you see, pal? The pedigree papers belong to DM now. And so does pal. You want to make a with her? God is. Fucked us again. we will need to kill her though do you want to make an egg with her and he just shakes his head no uh rat eater no i'm i'm using her i'm lying to her okay that's good. she's in a position of power she commands the males yes she's fearsome yes so Perhaps i'm going she would to make a good mate for you <laughs> and uh raylan just kind of like smiles and nods like and says, uh, you're not wrong. You are not wrong, rat eater. <laughs> but no. uh, I think uh, we will use her if we, can, if we can make sympathy, if she can identify with us. And then he just abandons that line thinking Donnie wouldn't get it. And he says, uh, we, we lie to her and it helps us leave. Right. Whatever must be done. Whatever must be done. So... The little one, he has weapons. 
once we leave the cell, he can show us where they are. What should we do <clears throat> to get out? And he, uh, he wants to kind of, like, survey the the crowd in here. Does he notice anything? Um, well, I mean, you notice that the one of the uh, twin uh, deep gnomes, she has a big scar on her face where she's bleeding. She's clutching that. Otherwise, everyone looks about the same as when they left. Um, stool, the mushroom, seems to be um, closer than normal to Boyd. Perhaps they have bonded. And uh, otherwise, everyone else is kind of sitting um, in their normal spots. Seraph is off by himself. And uh, yeah, I mean, they are. if you have a plan or something you want to talk to, I'm sure they'd be open to listening. But right now, they are kind of just following the... The, st the status quo, really, and waiting for their food. So, uh, does Raylan notice the glaring absence of, like, another big giant humanoid? <laughs> the only other, like, that's a good point. Six foot plus yeah. guy. Everyone notices that uh, the furball granger that was with you for most of the adventure is not there. And uh, who was in his group? Does Raylan, would Raylan know that? Yeah, you know that Sarath and uh, Prince Darendale was with them. They, you saw them split off one year everyone left okay so he faints towards Sarath and then he remembers that he had a kind of a connection with Darendil and walks over to him okay and uh, he kind of is trying to keep quiet but he's not really not really trying to like hide it and he just asks oh he, and he starts to ask but then he remembers like he doesn't speak the same language <laughs> <laughs> And he looks around and uh, then waves Bupito over. Was it Bupito that was translating for them earlier? Mm, Bupito has never translated for Darendel yet. It was yeah, it was Grimsby was that it was translated. It was Grimsby. Oh, it was Grimsby. I don't if does the, Boyd also speaks Elvish, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, I speak Elvish too. Okay, well he would have tried Bupito first since he's been translating a lot, mm -hmm. and he yeah. kind of like puts a hand on Bupito's shoulder. And says to him in common first, like, I want you to understand how much I appreciate what you've been doing. Just like trying to like get his morale up. You're talking to Bupito? Yeah. Okay. He says, uh, mm, thank you. Bupito always tries to be useful. And he, he just says, he shakes his head and he, and he leans down and says, in that way that he does, that makes uh, small people feel valued. And he says... <laughs> No, Bupido, you've been going above and beyond. These are not easy things you've been doing, and I appreciate it. And he says, do you speak the elf tongue? <laughs> and after you kind of lifted him up, he kind of now feels bad because he's going to disappoint you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm afraid I, I do not. <laughs> and he, he just... He just like uh, kind of grasps that space between the neck and shoulder, which is the like... I appreciate you, Spot. The collarbone? She says, like, <laughs> she says, like, that's fine. That's fine, friend. And then he just, like, looks around at, uh, and then he is wondering if Boyd is looking available. Yeah, I'm just talking to Fishman. Shoeshine. Shushar. But <laughs> changing all the names. <laughs> Ron, Jim Jam, and Shoeshine. <laughs> and he says Boyd yeah do you speak the elf tongue and he's saying this out loud now so everybody could hear it and I, and I reply to him in elven in his head yeah I do does he recognize that that's elvish you recognize it's Boyd's voice <laughs> okay and he, uh, he just waves him over with like a smile on his face kind of 
for the moment staying in that like low kind of mode and then uh he says uh help me help me talk to our friend the prince all right have you met the prince yeah okay good and he just smiles and then stands up and uh shakes the prince's like that weird thing that only happens in like fantasy stories where you shake like the whole arm predator handshake mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly that and he All says right. uh my prince and uh go ahead my prince void yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's how we'll do this um he says the pleasure is mine he says the pleasure is his <laughs> And he he just is uh, like looking the prince in the eyes, giving him like all the attention possible that's due to a prince, and says, uh, "Master Elf, what's happened to our other large friend, the other giant, giant Ken?" He's being real nice, like and talking real nice. And he just wants to know where's the giant. Uh, 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 I'm sorry, I am. He has swore me to secrecy. It says he's been sworn to secrecy. But we're all he, friends. I think he'd want us to know. I see. Well, he is, uh, he has concocted the most devious and, uh, uh, masterful plan, and I believe he is, uh, in the midst of executing said plan outside the cell. Alright, he's, he's doing some plan outside the cell there, Raylan. And he just keeps his eyes locked on the prince with an occasional glance at Boyd to, like, let him know that he appreciates what he's doing. But he speaks directly to the prince because he's royalty, and he says, "But he's safe. He's safe outside the cell. He has taken on the visage of one of the drow gods. I cannot say if he is safe. He's taken. He's just done some hocus pocus or something, and he and he has become a guard. And uh, Raylan's eyebrows like sheared up, and he just like is nodding, and he says, "Okay, good." He says and, uh, good. <laughs> he he kind of like looks around at the other members of the like whoever he hasn't talked to yet and he calls out to Sherwin uh, yes my good man what is it and he kind of like waves him over to join this kind of crowd that's gathered over here stool kind of like bounces up and down and he's right beside Boyd and uh, while really? while Sherwin is making his way over he kind of like um, nods down towards Stool and asks Boyd, like, what's what's with this guy? This little fella right here? He's just a happy little guy. Or girl, I don't know. Trustworthy? He's with us? Hmm. Yeah, he's definitely with us. He's just, he's just trying to get to uh, Neverlight Grove. And he kind of, like, makes a mental note of that <laughs> before he uh, leans down to Sherwin. And uh, he kind of relates... The experiences that he's gained knowledge of from the prince and Boyd, plus uh, everything that Raylan did himself, as well as what he learned from Donnie to Sherwin, and also the other party members that are there. So basically everybody in this room to try to like get everybody on the same page with how everyone's like what everyone's been able to accomplish so far. And he asked Sherwin what, what he was up to. Oh, sounds like you guys had a great adventure. I also uh, had a quite experience. I did quite a bit of mopping, I'd say. And I got this, and he pulls out the uh, crossbow. 
Well, it looks like it'd be very nice if we only had a crossbow. <laughs> oh, and the uh, I uh, oh, I got my book back. Are you I saying something, Donnie? Hey, OGJ, like we can hear your conversation. He's like, "Fuck you, bro." Oh, sorry. Bro. <laughs> I didn't mute it. Um, was, oh, and I got my about how sweet quarters are. I got my book back after I caught the uh, Elvish lady doing the old nasty with the other Elvish man. Oh, <laughs> let me tell you, that brought back some memories <laughs> with me and old Bonita back when we were young. Oh, I tell you, the things that we did. Ooh, and he uh, like, uh reminisces for a good bit. <laughs> he he just like Raylan just listens to him and just like smiles and lets him get through his whole uh like trip back through time, and then he kind of like puts a a hand on his shoulder in that same like motivating way, and says, "You got your book back." Yeah, yeah, it's good, but uh, you know I have more important things though with the rest of my stuff. We really got to get them back. And he says, but you have this. This is the only weapon that we have right now. <laughs> oh, this. Uh, I suppose we could throw it at them. Or put and it through their ribs. Yeah, you could use it like a dagger, basically, and stab it. <laughs> you see, like, the stabbing motions. Oh, on God! Yes, let's do it! And he, uh, he just, like, unashamedly asks him, like, uh, like I told you, um, this may be useful to me later spare no detail tell me how what was the situation when you walked in on them oh yes uh, see she was uh sitting back in a chair and oh she, i think she had a s strap on or something i don't know she was really <laughs> giving it to <laughs> she was uh oh let's just say it's not something that the woman would be doing oh but, uh, oh, let me just say, it made me blush a little bit. Oh, hmm. She was, uh, he was, uh, bouncing. He was bouncing on her. It was, uh, it was quite the sight. Elf and decides I to did... walk away to the other side of the, the room as this conversation is going on. <laughs> I also did that. I showed her off some of my moves. You know, she wanted to see a old-fashioned uh, dance from my village, so I showed her. When he says, uh, showed her some of his moves, Raylan looks really shocked until he says dancing, and then he, like, then <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, back on the same page, and he says, okay. At that so... moment, he starts doing the Charleston. He was like, oh, just like this. I swept her off her feet. She gave and... me my book. <laughs> and Raylan, like, stands back up to his full height and just, like, motions towards uh, Sherwin as he's dancing and says, like, you see this? This is the spirit that we need to uphold. He's like, you did great work, Sherwin. You got a weapon. You got crucial information that's going to help me. We've all done a great job. We need to keep it up. And he just like looks around the room, <laughs> trying to like uh, motivate his party, but also anyone else that can understand him. If you want, I can uh, draw some pictures of what I saw. Maybe that'll give some more uh, motivation to some of these... Uh, more sad folk, and he kind of looks over at the, you know, strut uh, prisoners that have really been there for a while. Like, maybe they need something to cheer them up. And Raylan just says, like, if you think it'll help, he's, like, just completely supportive. And he goes, you can count on me! And he pulls out a, 
he, he, uh, he, but then he remembers he doesn't have a pen to write with. He's like, oh, the curses. God has fucked us again. <laughs> I didn't know Sherwin swore. <laughs> a different word at the time. Well, about God. Guy. <laughs> uh, What's the frog yeah. doing in my pocket? <laughs> it's just there being quiet. It's um okay. yeah. I mean you can you can like yeah, you can use telepathy on it, I think, if you want to try to communicate with it. Well you can't talk it can't talk back to me. No. Telepathy <laughs> is one way. But you can you can convey I need, your I need feelings. The to talk to him. I need the fur bulb to talk to him, but yeah. he's out there. I'm gonna say that Raylan, since you're taller than everyone to your front and to the right, like everyone besides Ray, everyone besides Prince Darendel is like half the size of Raylan. Um in this space right here. Um but you'll notice that every time you were praising Sherwin and kind of like bolster him and making him feel good, you notice Bapito like had his eyes narrowed and he's like staring daggers at Sherwin the whole time. And uh, Raylan like lets a, a moment or two pass while Sherwin is still like showing his dance moves or whatever. And then he kind of like, he kind of like ushers Bupido into the space that Sherwin is occupying near him. So they would kind of like change places, I guess. He just squeezes he just, in there. He just like uh, puts his hand on Bupito's shoulder again in the way that Bupito seemed to appreciate before. And he just says like, and uh, I skipped over it when I was telling all of you, but but Bupito kept a watch out. He kept me and uh, and does he know Eldeth's name? Would he have heard it? Uh, yeah, I'd say you overheard it when she was talking to Sherwin about it. Okay, he's trying to use everybody's names as a motivating thing. And he says, uh, he kept me and Eldeth safe. He kept us safe. He kept, uh, he kept the guards off of our backs. He kept a watch out while we executed that guard and sent him flying over the cliff. And then he helped me communicate with Asha so effectively that I'm going to get another chance to be outside of this cell later. I'm going to be able to advance our cause later. Because of Bupido here. And he just like claps him on the shoulder. <laughs> Jim Jar is like patrolling on the outside. And he kind of catches your eye. And he kind of puts a finger to his lips. And gives like a... The, the bring the volume down motion with his hand. Sure. Sure. And got excited and goes, Here, here! Bupido also trying to outmatch Sherwin says, Here, here, here! Three times. <laughs> Yeah, so you were talking to Darendil. Yeah, and Darendil explained that, yeah, uh, Grimsby is somewhere on the outside. And it's about this time, food comes. So Grimsby, you see a Quagoth walk down in front of the cells. And he's got, like, two trays that are connected to ropes that he's carrying in both hands. And each tray has uh, five bowls of gruel on it. And uh, the guard unlocks the cell, and the Quagoth's going to enter the cell. So it's open, just a little bit of jar right now, and then he'll close it. And then when the Quagoth comes in, he's going to use his large fingers to grab the small bowls, and he's going to go around one by one. Drop a bowl here, here, two bowls over here, one bowl for Sarath. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I said ten bowls. I forgot. 10 is what the original number was, so it's 15. So basically 15 total balls, one for every one of the prisoners that are supposed to be here. And um, he's dropping it off, and he just lays out one big tray in front of this group. Doesn't really seem to care that you're all together. 
<laughs> and uh, drops off one one bowl for the whole group. No, he drops off uh, one tray full of bowls. Oh, okay. Um, to cover everyone there, and drops on for for the two uh, twins, and then he kind of walks out. And when the, he steps out, the guard that's let him in closes the door again, and he stops the Quagoth because there's a bowl still on his tray. And he kind of yells at the Quagoth, and he tells him to go back in and give everyone their food. So he opens it again. Quagoth goes Does back in. Does anybody understand it in the room? Um, they're speaking in undercommon, so only the NPCs would understand. So he walks back in. Quagoth looks around. What's that? Tareth should know. Yeah, so all, any of the NPC that can speak under common. So there are people who understand, but none of the PCs. None of you guys speak it, so you, you don't exchange. But he walked back in, and you can see the Quagoth trying to struggle to count on his fingers. And he's like counting heads around the room. And he just like turns to the guard, and he says something, and he kind of like shrugs in confusion. And he steps back out. And the guard walks over to the cell gate, and he is counting from outside. Can we tell that he's counting if we don't speak the language? He's counting. You can see him like he's going like uno, dos, tres, yeah, cuatro, I'm a, cinco, I'm a seis. Guard, right? He's using his fingers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm currently an elite guard, right? You're dressed like one, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to put my hand on his shoulder so that he looks at me, and I'm going to make the the motion that uh, with a you know slitting my throat for the last one. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to make the motion and then step back to where I was standing. Mm. Okay, so you grab him by the shoulder and you just do the, like the slit throat thing to him. I, I touch on the shoulder mm-hmm. so that he would look back. I'm mm-hmm. being very gentle, or you know, no, I'm being normal. I'm not being too strong, too weak, whatever. Mm. I just I tap him so that he looks at me, and I I just look, I look at the bull shortly, and then I do the and then step back. Okay, so he looks at you and. Uh... He says something out loud, and while also doing the throat mark, and then waits for your response. He looks at you, kind of confused, like he's trying to confirm. <clears throat> I'm going to guess that he that he requires a nod, so I'm going to nod at him. All right, can you make a deception roll for this? Oh, Godspeed, Godspeed, Nathan. <laughs> Come on. He wants to believe. He wants. Come to on. Believe. So he's you can nod to him, and. Uh, he kind of has a shocked look on his face, and he says something out loud, like, uh, huh? Uh, huh? Huh? Like, that's the kind of, like, the intonation that he's using. And uh, he points over to, not the the uh, stalactite immediately to your left, but one farther down in the middle. It would be the uh, second stalactite down. He points in the direction of that stalactite, and he says, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like he's trying to ask you a question. Thinking. My deception is so bad. I can't do anything much else. What's your spell save, DC? Or I'm looking at your sheet. Never mind. I see it. 12. I'm going to say the smartest NPC here, Jim Jam. He thinks something's up. He's going to roll investigation. And he gets it. You know. So he's he's watching this exchange. And he's kind of like got his arms propped on the one of the bars of the, the cell gate. And he's got, got his resting his hand on his fist. And he's like smiling at you. And... uh he looks to the guard, and uh, he says something to him in undercommon. And uh, you see him like kind of gesture, like with his hand, and he's like saying something. And he's like pointing like at his own eyes with two fingers, like like he saw something. 
And he's like, <laughs> and the guard like looks shocked. And he looks at the Jim Jam and he looks to you. And uh, he says something to you. And uh, he looks at, he points to Before you. This What's that? Go ahead. Before this happens. Oh, wait. No, I should have used, or I don't, whatever my attack is. The door is still open, right? No, it's closed. Damn it. When people go in and out, that's the only time it was opened, and then it was closed afterwards. I didn't realize it was already closed and locked. Yeah, it's closed. Well, no, because uh, because we're still counting the 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 uh, the bulls, right? The the Quogoth just came out. The the door probably wasn't locked at that point. It's closed. I didn't say it was locked or not. If they're bars, you can see in through it without the door being open. Okay. Well, if they're open, I mean unlocked, then I want to attempt to. <laughs> attack him and push him into the cell so that hopefully my comrades will spring into action. Okay, the cell door is closed, so you're going to have to open it first. Oh, I can't just, like, push him through? It's a sliding. It slides so it slides left to right, so you have to slide it open, and then you can push him in. This is so complicated. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is, um, well, sorry, huh? Just real quick, is it, like, meal time? So we're hey. all eating, and then... Yeah. Oh yeah, you can eat. Like stands up and walks over to the door. Yeah, he walks over just to the gate. Yeah, and then starts talking to the guard, right? Yeah, he thought something was funny with Grimsby because he's an elite guard that's not normally here. And he's pretty smart, Jim Jam, and the fact that uh, he was not talking at all. Okay, but I mean, like from the perspective inside the cell, it is like everybody else is eaten, and Jim Jam stands up, walks over to the door, and says something in undercommon, right? Yep. All right, uh, that's gonna like put up some alarms in Donnie's head because he just did that same fucking shit with another guard. Okay. I'm gonna. If I'm still next to Raylan. I'm going to relate that Jim Jam might just be stabbing us in the back right here. I don't like what's going on. He's talking to the guards. Well, at this point, the guard has not attacked Grimsby, and after Jim Jam said that to him, he the guard turns to. <clears throat> Grimsby because Grimsby is dressed as his superior and the guard says <clears throat> he's saying something to you and he's pointing to that same uh, tower, the same stalactite, the second one down and he points to himself and then he points to the tower while saying something and then he points to you and then he also points to the tower while saying something and then he kind of has like a oh, uh, look on his face like he's waiting for instructions <clears throat> and also, give me a uh, disregard tried to punch him through the door then yeah, well, you, it wasn't going to happen anyways because it was your the premise of you doing that was it being open and it wasn't. Um, so he's waiting for you to respond to him. Raylan, are you like saying anything back to Donnie? Shit's going down, man. I think this dude is uh, trying to betray us. Raylan's towards. just he just like is he just nods to Donnie because Donnie's always uh, paranoid. The last time Donnie was worried, he was right, and Raylan was wrong. So he is kind of paying extra close attention to the gate area, but he's not moving yet. Should we, should we like, stop him from talking to the guards? He, he saw us throw that one dude over the bridge. Pepito speaks up, and he says, I think he's trying to convince the guard that to... No, no, wait, let me re-say that. I heard him say, because Pepito also speaks under common. He says, he said that he saw your friend get killed. The giant? Mm, um, seems so. And uh, Raylan <clears throat> kind of like closes his eyes and he's putting it together for a second. And he turns back to Donnie and very quietly says like, 
He is helping us. I guess one of yes. the guards out front. Yes, I think so too. The one that we didn't see before, I guess maybe it's maybe it's our friend. Uh I don't fully understand, but okay. Magic. Magic, Donny. Or magic rat eater. Magic of your gods. I wish I were rat eater. Now I'm rule eater. Like sit down. And he kinda just <laughs> he's like super depressed by uh Donny saying that and he just like puts a hand on his shoulder and like grips him. <laughs> like is uh commiserating. When you give him the squeeze he like recoils again. So what's on these plates for food? What are we eating? It's like gruelly uh mushroom soup. It's a good eating right here. Stool, mm. are you gonna eat this? And Stool says, No, I eat what comes after. Mmm. And uh you would know that mushrooms feed on you know, the debris and uh, rotting corpses and whatnot. So you understand that he's waiting for your poop. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like he wants Boyd's poop specifically. Finding <laughs> um, oh, I'll be happy to help you, buddy. Give me give me a good 20 minutes or so. So Grimsby, Jim Jar is going to, yeah. while the guard so is looking at you waiting for instructions. He's gonna thumb to the guard. Can I can I roll an insight to see if I can grasp the meaning, sure. even if I don't understand sure. the words, just yeah. to run on? Yeah, fifteen. Um, do I basically understand what, or yeah, do I think I understand what he's? Had? You don't know the exact context, but he's trying to figure out whether should you go to that tower and do something which you don't understand, or should he go? So I will, I will shake my head. And then quickly point to him and then use my thumb in a, like, you go that way motion so that he understands that I'm telling him to go. Okay. And uh, he'll nod. Uh, and he will start moving that way. And he will go out of out of eyesight. He's going down to that. And is this, this Quogos still here, too? Like, is that accurate? Yeah, he's still there. They're just kind of, you know, <laughs> dumb lot loads, and they don't really do anything right. unless they're instructed to. Would are they smart enough to notice if I speak in a different language that they're not expecting, or do they do they care? They would notice. I would say they only speak one language, and if their right. masters the whole time start ordering them around a different language, he would be confused. At I'm least. not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything to him. Then I'm just going to look straight at him so that he notices that I'm looking at him, and I'm just going to roughly brush my hand in his direction so that he knows to fuck off okay he's gonna start walking up to his his uh fuck off bear walking up to his slave his nice slave pen his uh the quagoth pen he's out of eyesight okay okay is there anybody else there that i don't see nope or see what you see. can i so we're alone okay yep so jim jar looks at you and he grins and he's like hey, you owe me <laughs> i say yes thank you and then i call out to Raylan. Kin! Although, not that loudly. You can, if you do like a, you know, a, pss, pss, hey, Raylan, he, it's, he can hear you. Okay. So, yeah, he, uh, he just kind of like, uh, makes like a, see, I told you face at the crowd and then makes his way over there. <clears throat> okay, so I'm outside the gate, but we've got a lot of, we've got a lot of enemies between us and freedom. And uh, I'm going to say, let me, let me give you some information here. And then I think we're going to have to call it at this point. Um, so <clears throat> when you guys were out and about 
you got a good layout of the whole facility. So I want to show you that. <clears throat> so you obviously can't see what's in each individual room, but this is the entire layout of the uh, of the facility. So starting at the very left, that's where um, uh, Sherwin was cleaning the Quagoth pens. Up from that is your guy's cell. And then beside that is the first stalactite where Asha was. And the lower room where Sherwin got a peek of all the great crates and whatnot. And then the bridge going up, there's the and then, third. And her fucking. <laughs> yeah, and her fucking. And uh, the third, <laughs> third stalactite and the waterfall there. And there's two other smaller stalactites. And then there's the lift. And basically you got a layout of all of this. Uh, the lift is where we came up originally. Yeah. And in addition to that, um, you got a good visual of the number of guards that were in the facility. Uh, <clears throat> so you would estimate there's about a dozen, about a dozen or so drow in the facility, which include Ilvara, Shore, um, Asha, and Jorlin, who you have not yet seen. And there's about the same number of Quagoths. So about a dozen so drow, a dozen Quagoths. Does that include the ones that we offed? Uh, so, so, well, if they're actually dead or not, yeah. They're included in that count. But the ones okay, that you kicked so off the edge, yeah, quagoths. they're included. Drow. Get these Quagoths on our side. Get them to go against their masters. And I'm going to say right now, Grimsby, you're about halfway through your spell. So you got about a half hour left. And other than that, I think that's about all the information you gathered other than, you know, what you learned from your interactions with um, the other guards. Um, you know, there's a ooze down in the pool down there. And um, yeah, that's about it. And at this point, I'm going to need to call it. But is there anything you guys wanted to do real quick in terms of like sharing information or anything before we stop? Uh, Raylan would have, if the way was clear and only um, Grimsby was guarding the gate, he would have shared everything that he learned from the other people in the party with Grimsby just to catch everybody up. Sherwin would have, at some point, when he was explaining about the crossbolt, that he was able to uh, bring in the thieves' tools, snuck in from when he first. Yep, you got that in your boot. Oh, yes. and there's uh, one more thing. Mm -hmm. Raylan would have tried to get. Uh, I guess we're calling him Jim Jam now mm -hmm. to explain to Grimsby where these weapons are since he's on the outside. Uh, so Jim Jar, Jim Jam, damn it. Spent like months preparing the the adventure and I've been calling him Jim Jar the whole time. It's going to be hard to get that Ardo and M. Uh, Jim Jam. <laughs> um, he'll explain that uh, they keep the possessions of like even they're the the uh original uh inmates and your guys stuff they usually split the stuff up into three different places um firstly they usually dump the food any like that kind of stuff you're carrying they'll usually just dump it off the edge <clears throat> anything that they think is waste or not useful in any way they'll dump it off the waterfall down in the pool it was all of donnie's shit <laughs> um <laughs> pounds of rat meat wasted <laughs> any weapons that are uh something the drow would use like crossbows bolts swords uh chainmail like anything like that they're not going to use like some weapon they're not proficient with right so if there's somebody had like a fucking halberd or something they'd probably toss it but like long swords things of that nature they will um clean it up and then put it in within the armory 
and uh, the armory uh, you'll learn from Jim Jam is the room that um, that Asha was banging in with all the crates and stuff. <laughs> uh, anything besides weapons, like things that are that would be like like magical tomes or spell components or um, magical items or uh, wep- uh, sp- your your spell My focuses staff. and stuff. Yeah, spell focuses and everything like that. Well, if it's just a quarter staff, they'd probably dump it in the pool. But um, anything that they would deem as magical or of value, like they could be resold somewhere, uh, Elvara gets first pick of that, and it's usually in her chambers. And he knows this because the other guards complain about it because <clears throat> she gets all the good shit. Um, and Elvara's uh, room... And Shore's room also is located in the second stalactite down. Like they share the room? Um, he's not sure. He just knows that the stalactites are multi-layered, but usually um, the high priestess will keep the favored close by. So they're either in the same room or he shares a room in the stalactite. So that middle one? Yeah. And then the two other towers at the end, the two other stalactites just seem to be guard towers. And uh, he thinks Jorlin's in one of those. He's seen him limping around there sometimes. I also have to inform everybody that uh, Donnie's attacked guard is still alive, and so is the one that I took the form of. That might be bad news. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so the yeah, one Donnie threw off the cliff. cliff is still alive? Yeah, he threw him off he into was the, the waterfall. Yeah. When I started making yeah. my drawoo sandwich. Threw him a hundred feet down into a waterfall. Dude's alive. Yeah, into a very deep pool. Has he got staying power, this guy? Alive enough to fight off an ooze. It's probably a mad damage, though. He got a good roll. What do you want? Granted, you, no one knows who is alive. You just saw them alive last time you had eyes they were on. They were alive when we came up. Yeah. And so it's only been 10 minutes. They're probably it's still alive. Yeah. Is it 1d6 yeah, it. for every 10 feet? It's, it's straight point. into water, though. It's different. It's not like hitting the ground. Oh. He's got to take the DM, the DM's word. It's on worse, his. isn't it? No, it's not worse. <laughs> I think the important point here is you know like that. Spikes, right? I think the the thing that Donnie revealed to everyone that's the most important is that you can f- fall from that height into the water and still be alive. Mm, is it an auto auto alive? Only one way to find out. But so we don't have very much time before they ride their way back up the lift. Even if they're damaged, they're still a threat. And these bowls float. <laughs> yes. Your frog can fit in it. Let's <laughs> everybody jump in a bowl. Yep. Well, whatever. Smoke a bowl. A big ticket box. They're going to find out about us. That is true. And, uh, Raylan would tell Grimsby, like, well, look different then. But they saw me. Or rather, they knew it was me who pushed. I don't have dark vision, but they do. And he just doesn't get it. And he's like, you're looking like this guy who's still alive. Look different. He's kind of ordering him. <laughs> look like a different guy. I look at him from the other side of the bars and I say, we're fucked either way. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're that spell thing is only once a day, right? Once a long rest. Uh, it's once every short rest. Yeah. Short rest. Or I think. Okay. Oh, short, short rest. You uh, catch a yeah. short rest fucking standing guard. Yeah, it says you can't cast it again with this trait until you finish a short or long rest. Yep, so just short rest. 
Did you make Can this lock on here? Surge back for short rest? Uh, so, well, wait. If we're doing a short rest, then in the meantime, Grimsby's going to have a period of time where he's not in this form. So, and other things are going to happen during that time. They're moving, right? Gotcha. So. Yeah, we can deal with that. But we're probably not short resting right now. So did Grimsby get the keys then when that guy fucked off? Door is unlocked. Fuck. And it's feeding time. Mm. Shit, we better stop or else we're going to have to do a lot. Yeah. So the door, yeah, is shut and he walked off with the keys. Um, what is unlocked? But it's not, he, mm. I, I sent him away before he locked the door. Yeah, I didn't say that he locked it, but he should have. So... In fairness, somebody, Grimsby, roll me a d100. Anything 1 to 49 is that he it's unlocked. Anything higher than that, it's locked. Fucking God. But he's been having terrible rolls. <laughs> <laughs> huh, there you go. It's unlocked. He's due for a good one. Yeah, you rolled a 7. Oh, so was, okay, so that was a good roll then. Yeah. Yeah, so, so it's so good it's, that he rolled low there. Yeah, wow, so perfect. in the guard's confusion and kind of trying to figure out why his superior would not talk to him. Um, he just absentmindedly walked away to report <laughs> the death of one of the prisoners. <clears throat> Probably to, to Ivara or Asha. Okay, so I guess that's where we will pick back up. Yeah, yeah, we're going to need to stop. We now. have to plan <laughs> in the meantime. Uh, Raylan's going to eat his food. Okay, so yeah, no exhaustion for anybody as long as you eat your gruel. All right, goodbye, y'all.